What's going on, everyone? We got episode 11. I'm staring into those bungalow blue eyes over there across from me. Nikki might be our last time for a while recording in Chico. How do we feel about that? Once again, please give us a follow, subscribe, the whole kit caboodle. We, we would love for you to do that. No tucks given. Episode 11. But go ahead, answer my question, guy. Here, here we are. Big whole... man, we graduated. Cheers we, to that. We graduated. I'm all over the place right now. I'm feeling good. Energy is back, baby. Had a couple people telling me it wasn't there the last episode. It wasn't there episode nine. Yeah, you might need to turn the DB meter down a little bit. And you might need to turn the speaker down on your phone. Because I'm in your ears right now, listeners. I'm back. It. I'm back. Wow. Electric to say the least. Talk, this is, this is the, like the last shebang to say in our studio right now in Chico, California. Potentially. We'll be back. Yeah. We'll be in back. Chico. In last Chico. Last one in Chico. Probably not in this room recording like that, but we will be back. Man, it feels good. We're done. We're done with school. It's a, it was an exciting weekend. It was, it was a bender. And before I get into telling our listeners out there, like, yes, we were running around Chico drinking with our friends. The I, bars are open. The bars are open. The coronavirus Newsom, Newsom cases. approved, so we're not breaking rules. Right. Uh, every bar we've been to, they've been social distancing. Right. And the in coronavirus cases have not spiked in the last month. They've honestly gone down. They've gone can, down in Sacramento, too. Places we're starting to see a decline, and, and people, I, I, know, I don't want to say rush back out there, but... But feel free, you know, you got you to give back to the local businesses. And I personally believe what we've been doing the past couple days has been so beneficial to this community and yeah, to absolutely. us. Absolutely. I mean, think about it. We got in the bear, social distancing, everyone's sitting at their own tables, Riley's. There's some strict rules for the most part. It's not the same, but you're still in there. You're still getting your cheap drinks. You got to love it. Yeah, it's good AMF, to be back. shots of JMO, anything that you want, you go in there, you order. To say the least, though, I feel like I've said that already to say the least, I'll say it again. This weekend was a lot. It was a lot. We're, we're done with school. We celebrated. We got... This was probably the last weekend where we The really, last bender in Chico, California. The last bender. You could say the last dance. Yeah. We'll get into that later. We'll right. get into that later because what are we sipping on right now? Tell them it's not a beer of the episode. We're talking about cheap drinks this, cheap drinks this. Well... Twisted teas are pretty damn cheap when it when it's all said and done. You're a big fan of them. I I'm a big fan of this variety pack. I think they're good. You got the peach, you got the raspberry, you got the half and half, and you got the original. Uh, I'm sipping on half and half right now. You're sipping on peach. Yep. Uh, This is your first time actually trying it, and you said it's pretty damn good. I like I like the the tweez. My thing with them is the twas, the twas, the tweez, whatever you want to go about it. I got my third one in front of me after this peach, and then I'm I'm done with them. You know what yeah. I mean? I can't go too much. I can't go more than hangover. three. I can't too go much. more than too three. much sugar. Way too much sugar. But hey, the peach—it's a hitter right now, and I'm glad I have it in front of me. I know we couldn't do a beer, and that's you asked to stop at Ray's on the way home, the liquor store, to get a beer right. of the episode. But I said, you know what? I got some twas in the my fridge, and I'm moving the fridge out soon. I need those to get deleted, and you've been helping. Me delete those fucking twats. Right, we're erasing them. Oh, 100%. Control, alt, delete. There you go. Richard Sherman in, in the cuts. Except not Richard Sherman in the Super Bowl because, God, he got toasted. Right, Sammy Watkins. God, God. Dude, let's talk, let's talk a little football before we, go into, before we go into the last dance because we got some news with some quarterbacks. Big Ben, Tom Brady, Jared Stidham. I think we should start with the, the best one of the three, Jared Stidham. Uh, of course. Why wouldn't we? I send you. Or why a, would we not? I yeah. sent you a text the other day, and Rex Burkhead, running back for the New England Patriots, said that he was very impressed with Jared Siddham. Now, Rex Burkhead, he's in the category of you know the Adrian Petersons, the Marshawn Lynches of the NFL. 
first ballot Hall of Famer for sure. Brady's first hand man. Right. Oh, 100%. And so Rex knows what's going on. And he's saying, wow, this Stidham guy is the truth. Stidham got some love too, just about on like a deep throws past 20 yards down the field for his draft class. He was like the fifth highest rated, like 126.3 QBR, something like that. Dude, I'm I'm excited. He's gonna be electric. Well, once again, you're 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 sucking him off, and that's okay. You know, you want to believe in your quarterback, uh, just like I believe in Derek Carr this year. Woo, I'm back. Here we go. Electable. Nope, we believe, we believe. But I I do think Stidham has a chance to to shit the bed. I, I don't even really want to get into that. We can transition on. Stidham still has to blossom. Let's go to the uh, old timer. Some might say the goat. I I would agree with that. Tom Brady. He got some workouts in today with the Buccaneers. And Chris Godwin was not one of the names listed in this article I'm reading right now. And let me tell you, that just fucking grinds my gears. Because to know that I have him on fantasy, and I'm not probably going to get that chemistry that I'm expecting to be brewing right now at this time of a point in the offseason, I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. I agree. I mean... You you had him on your team last year, and... Tell me, if it was a keeper league, you'd be you'd be genuinely concerned, just like me. Sure. I mean, we, we've said that we're big fans of him. And on, Mike Evans uh, was there. Yeah. And Mike Evans was there. I honestly don't. I think you're blowing it out of proportion a little bit. I think the chemistry between him and Chris will be there, and they're going to have plenty of time this summer. Florida, you know, just they're just about to open back up. Like, oh, who these, knows what Florida's doing? Well, Florida, yeah. Florida, they're probably – they've been open for months at this point, you know. But, I mean, Chris and Tom will get that work in. And gosh, that's gonna be that's gonna be the one-two punch for sure. Mike Evans will be the deep ball, but Chris Godwin's gonna be everything inside. And then you got NFL throwing that bullshit ass incentive to hire a minority coach underneath the table. They obviously already have the Rooney rule. And the rule's flawed. It, it is flawed, but it, it guys like Lewis Riddick and uh, Ahmad Rashad, they came out saying how it's just it's it's not a good thing. I don't know really why I dropped his name. I guess I'm already in the last dance mood. Right. But uh, I, he did say something about it. And it, it, it makes you think, like, okay, thank God they brushed this underneath the table. Goodell, this was bad PR for you. And just get ready for your ass to be torched when Portnoy comes into town and has that man cave date with you. It's, it's just one of those things, though, where it's like they establish this rule and you, it almost seems like the teams just do it just so they can get the check mark that they've interviewed the minority coaches and whatnot. And so now they're increasing how many coaches they need to, to interview. It's just – it's dumb. I think the rule is flawed, but, I mean, at the same time, you haven't seen that – that increase that, you know, the NFL would probably like to in minority head coaches' assistance. And I think there'd be a better way of working it out, you know, right. maybe maybe trying to, to figure out meeting in, in the uh, middle. But until then, you just, you got to, I guess, keep the rule that's already implemented. Just another, another knock on Goodell in the NFL for just shit in the bed somehow. And then you had Big Ben, too. I, I, I wanted to talk about this. The governor of Pennsylvania, Loki, coming out, taking some shots at him. Got a haircut, got the beard trimmed because he made his passes. That was his rule, his bet, his bargain, his whole his whole shebang. The whole Kent caboodle. And the governor took a shot at him. What, what, what was the exact quote? You, you got me on that? I or don't, am I going to have to look that I up? I don't have it up at the moment, but essentially Ben wasn't going to get a haircut or, sh- or shave the beard until he was healthy, right? It was yes. some, something among Just those lines. Throw, no, until he threw a football. Okay. And so he goes to his OG barber, which is in violation with the pandemic rules and the government. Norm, Norman's cutting edge. Norman's his, cutting that edge. That is his barber shop. Okay. Well, interesting. Yeah, that, that's already a red flag. 
And anybody who puts himself or herself into harm's way is something that I think we have to try to avoid. When you go to something like a barber shop and you're not protected, I don't care who you are, the chances of that virus actually wrecking havoc on your life increases. End quote. That is Tom Wolf, governor of Pennsylvania, taking a clear shot at Roethlisberger. This is hours after the video comes out from the Pittsburgh Steelers Twitter saying he got the haircut. He must be from Baltimore. He must be a Ravens fan or something. He sounds something, you know, Browns, maybe a little dog pound. Could be a little Go Tigers type action with Joe Burrow and the Bengals now. But he he for sure is not a yellow and black fan. He, he could easily have been just such a big Duck Hodges fan. And then how everything ensued with Mason Rudolph last year and whatnot. Now Big Ben's coming back in. He's not going to be able to see Duck, Duck Hodges just like, you know, he, Duck Hodges is easily a Jared Stidham. But obviously, oh, well, if that's the case, then everything you have said these past uh, come on, prior come on. episodes are going to look real bad. Duck Hodges could have been a lot better for the Steelers if he got in. But what did they do? They gave it to Mason Rudolph, and look what happened to him. Miles yeah. Garrett literally almost got a lawsuit. A soul. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't need to get into that. We, if we had Nate here, shout out Big Head Nate. We miss you. Great producer. He's the guy. Also, as all the AWLs know, piece of shit. Piece of shit. Let's get into the last dance, okay? It's, it's time. Final two episodes. I know it's Tuesday. We're, we're a day or two late. Well, sometimes when you're having a bender, that's what's going to happen with this podcast. First, let's talk just in general. Ten episodes. What was your personal opinion on it? Because I know we've talked about it a little here and there, but as in the longevity of the whole shebang, what do you think? I thought ten episodes was great. I mean, obviously, I want more. And that's just any human being just craving more of a great docu-series. Right. But I think every episode had a purpose. It had a plan. It had a point. As you know, I love the three Ps. Give me a fourth and I'd use it. Pizzazz, whatever. (laughs) But I think every episode really did. It broke down people who, you know, those guys, Horace Grant was getting mad about it. You know, Scottie Pippen kind of was a little mad about it. it. Yeah, it might not have made you to look like the best guy, but at the end of the day, who had to drop it? They, I still think they're great players, and they right. contributed so much to everything that they did. That being said, Jordan put the team on his back for a majority of those rings, and God, he is a dog. He is. He's just a dog. I think, I think the last six episodes were for sure the best from the first four because we just kind of – we knew everything of the first four. The last six, we got that last season. We really got to see how Mike was feeling every kind of step of the way. But, yeah, I mean, not everyone's going to like it. I bet Reggie Miller has some qualms about it, to say the least. Oh, and yeah. That's kind of how episode nine starts with their Eastern Conference Finals, and this is them in their 90, the 96-97 season. So this is after they beat the Sonics. They've got four rings. They're, about to, they're trying to get to that, fifth, or that, that second straight finals for the second repeat, and they got to get through Reggie Miller and those Pacers. And Reggie. Coached, coached by my guy, my dog my, himself. LB. Larry Bird. And it was a battle. It was a fucking battle. No, that, it was a hell of a series. And just a quote from Reggie himself, he was one of the best trash talkers in the game in our day, referring to Michael Jordan. And that just, anytime you have just a great talent coming at you and he's able to almost out-talk the shit, or he, he is able to talk better shit than you, it makes you think, wow, I'm going to be in for a fucking hell of a series. And Reggie Miller realized it from game one. It's going to be a scrap and claw kind of series. Cutthroat. And yeah. And you know that I'm probably going to have to do it in seven if I somehow end up doing it. Jalen Rose, 
Jalen Rose. People forget that he was on that team. And to be honest, uh, I totally forgot. He's the one that was like this team, you know, and Reggie, Reggie even says, Reggie Miller says, I believe obviously they lose the series, but Reggie goes, I think that we were the better team at the end of the day. And Jalen Rose is just like, we got the straight dogs naming out the whole roster. And we're like, bud, you're the worst one. Yeah. Didn't, didn't name himself. He couldn't have thrown in like a me or, or something like that. It, it, it was evident that he understood he was the seventh or eighth best player on that team. Right. And sometimes you got to be that guy in order to win a ring or to get 81 dropped on your head. But Reggie also refers to MJ as don't talk trash to the black Jesus. He, he doesn't even call him Michael, Michael Jordan. What's it? It's black Jesus, the black cat. And Jordan. And Jordan. Because Reggie's tried talking shit, and Mike said don't talk shit to black Jesus. Yeah, you're going to understand. You're that's just so intimidating when you're on the court and you hear that. Well, just like you were saying how, like, he's going to out-trash talk you on the court just because he's going to outplay you, too. So he's backing it up. For Reggie to kind of get a little ballsy with him, that's going to set Mike off. And Mike talks about, like, you know, he left all those games with a new cut, a new scratch. Like, he said he compared them to the Pistons back in the, the, early, the early 90s, late 80s. And so, yeah, that game three, obviously the fucking the game of the series. And Reggie Miller, he shoved the fuck out of him. Yeah, it was a total push-off. Michael didn't bitch or anything, though. He, he bit the uh, tough-to-swallow pill and understood, hey, that's going to happen sometimes. I just got to keep grinding. So blatant. Keep chopping. Keep chopping. Shout out Lamar. But it, it was, oh, my God. It was so blatant, and it's one of those things where, like, you know, Jordan Jordan wouldn't, wouldn't do that necessarily. He's not going to go with the whole push and try to back it up or, like, after the game be a sore loser and be like, yeah, and and the, you almost had a pre-convinced idea that Phil understood like we might lose this game in Game Three because it is really hard to win in the Palace. I mean, mm. we've seen some crazy shit in that arena. I've I've seen fans get knocked out by Stephen Jackson and Ron Artest. That I mean, we could save that for a whole another episode. Yeah, but it, it's a hard place to win, and to come that close alone, even with as great of a team as that Bulls team was, it, you have to t- take some pride in a loss like that. Even though it is hard to take pride in a loss. You know what I'm saying, though. Yeah, Come on. yeah, yeah. Were your Jimmys rustled when you saw that that white mom that was screaming? The Drop the fuck you to MJ, right? Just I, go fuck yourself. I'm pretty sure she she uh, said. It was, I, I'm looking at it now. It, oh, in your fucking face. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Just, wow. She <laughs> is a... POS. POS, to say the least. Just, I mean, fuck. I'm glad, like, you're, you're, you're hoping that wasn't your mom. No. If that's your mom, hopefully that isn't your mom anymore. I'm totally kidding about that. Reggie, he's been bald, and he hasn't been kidding about that. That man has done nothing about his hair. Right. Because, wow. As, as long as that man has his hair looking like that, you knew he wasn't going to be able to take down Michael. That, that series just in itself, though, was so... But he was a dog. Reggie so was a dog. Ex- I'll yeah. give it to him. Oh, Reggie was a dog. Like, I mean, you probably... A man could drop 50 on you. You're probably happy Reggie Miller never won a ring, but in my mind, it would have been cool to see him go out as a champion. Oh, I, w- I know. I wish he would have got one. Didn't, didn't the, the Lakers beat him? God damn, are you going to stump me with that? I don't think they ever played him in the finals. The Kobe, only, the Kobe Lakers? It was only the Nets... The uh, Pistons. Pistons. No, they lost to the Pistons. The Nets, the Sixers, and uh, who was the other team? Gosh, I wish I had Nate here for a fact check. Now I got to do it. Finals. God damn, why am I getting stumped on this? Gosh, you're a sack of shit. 
Was it the Pacers? I think so. They beat Indiana Pacers 99 to 2000, 42 in the finals. Their regular season record was 67 and 15. Oh my god. Pacers? No, the, the Lakers. Lakers. Yeah. So that was that was their first that was their first one and then they beat the Sixers after and then the year after that they sweep the Nets. Yeah, and we're going to have to cut that out. <laughs> I can't get stumped like that. I think yeah. It, hey, hey, hey. Keep it going. I think it was quality content. Anyway, I mean, that's why I'm saying I would have loved to see Reggie win a ring, just like I would have loved to see John Stockton and Karl Malone win one. It doesn't happen, but let's kind of jump forward a little bit. Now we're back. It's this finals, and it's the infamous quote-unquote flu game that we're now starting to realize, Tuck, there was no it, flu involved. They, there was no flu involved, although I did see a tweet earlier today of a guy in Utah claiming he made the pizza and that there was no tampering involved. He was actually a Bulls fan, I believe it was. I'm not too uh, specific about that. I just know that I don't even think it has anything to do with tampering of a pizza or a flu. It has something to do with Michael Jordan going on his bender that he goes on <laughs> at some point during the playoffs, and he was extremely hungover. And actually, no, before the hangover occurred, he wanted a good food. And what is a good food when you're drunk? I mean, Pizza, the epitome of a good food when you're drunk. So what does he do? He gets a pizza. And, I mean, it, alone, who orders a pizza during the finals? That, that, that alone is just, wow. Like, M- Michael Jordan does. He, yeah, when you're, when you're on a bender and you're faded and that's the only thing that's open, you're like, fuck yeah, let's send it. And he wakes up the next day, pizza, well, buddy, you thought the crust, the bread, all the cheese would soak up the alcohol? Nah, you lost too much money, too much booze you drank, <laughs> and the hangover occurred. Bam, bam, bam. Headache, headache, headache. Next thing you know, game time comes, and you're not ready like you thought you were. Probably could have used one or two IVs. You don't, and that's my end of my rant. Okay. I mean, hey, it's fair, but you don't think, like, the fact that there's five guys that came and ordered, delivered the pizza, that's kind of like a little red flag right there, a little sketchy. They wanted to get a glimpse of Mike to make sure it was really him. I'm not saying they sabotaged the pizza, but there is definitely some uncertainty and, like, David Falk, his agent, obviously was like, none of us ate the pizza. It was all Mike. You would think if they're hammered, too, which, you know, Mike's not going to be there drinking by himself. Let's be real. Uh, I, I would question that. Come uh, on, man. MJ's the type of guy. Him and his dad would go on benders. I bet his dad was, like, maybe having a cocktail here now. That's, who am I kidding? He was probably bombed. <laughs> so you're right. You're right. So I don't know. I'm just saying, like, they're obviously this. They've been talking about this goddamn flu game, you know, since we were young. You always knew about Mike dropping whatever he dropped, thirty plus points, sick as a dog, and obviously, you know, they get the win. And so now it's like for them to maybe shed a light on it. Maybe that's them taking a little twist on the story. I don't know. I don't know. But I'd, I'd like to think that maybe there was something fucked up with that pizza, and that Mike wasn't just bombed, bombed like a dog, and was too hungover the next day. It's hard to believe. I'm, I'm still standing by my take. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Let's fucking... So they, he goes on. He wins the game. And, you know, let's let's talk about your boy, fucking Brian Russell. Brian Russell, I uh, wore number nine in rec soccer. How old were you? He was. This is when he was on the Lakers. 2003 to 04 season. Uh, averaged about 13 minutes a game. Uh, five points, two rebounds, and an assist. The man clearly did it all. Staffed, or, uh, stuffed the stat sheet. Jesus. <laughs> I'm like a Southern fucking snake over here. Morty. However, I wore number nine in rec soccer. And by war, I mean I was. it was given to me. So that was the number that I was given, number nine. So what did I do? I used to watch the Lakers during that year. If Shaq wouldn't have been that big, 
they would have four-peated, and that's fine. That's fine. You know, different, we're going to ignore different that. Take. But number nine, you used to see him. Brian Russell used to come in every now and then, hitting those corner threes. I swear that was his go-to shot. He invented it before Ray Allen did. And this man Hot was take. an idol to me. So I, I took it with pride that whenever I scored a goal, it was for Brian Russell. I like that. You weren't and shouting back out. Then, back then, I was scoring goals left and right. You weren't shouting out mom and dad on the sideline. You were like, no, this for it, you, Brian. This for you. BR, my boy. And we had a couple of FaceTime calls and everything back then, and it was, it, he was a cool guy. So that's why I took pride in it. I like it. And fucking, He also said that he could have beat uh, MJ's rookie year. So gosh. he had the kind of mentality of a dog. They, they, Jordan, Jordan basically dogged them that series because one, Malone won MVP, and then Brian Russell, you know, MJ was finally able to have his moment like that on him. Which you knew watching live, if, if you've been paying any close attention to this series, you could have picked up on when MJ said, I was mad that series, and the producer asked why, and it was – so obvious. I said it before he could even finish the sentence. Carl Malone won MVP, and it's, it, that just goes to show once again competitive nature, that killer mentality, and you take that and just add it to the fire, baby. Just add it to the fire, and that's what he did. It's that Mamba and mentality. That was that Jordan Jordan mentality. Yeah, he invented him. it and Kobe replicated it. I love it, but I mean, fuck, dude. I think I think that was low key the best episode of the whole series. Just between the the whole flu bullshit, pizza, whatever. And Reggie Miller, just watching that tape. I'm thinking we should like, get some pizza after this, too. Honestly. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm not against it. But go ahead. Keep, keep, hey, the, the floor is yours. floor is yours. Do you know who Kenny Lattimore is? Because Twitter is having a field day with the beginning of episode 10, Mike on the bus with the headphones and shit. They're having a field day, and he goes, it's the new Kenny Lattimore. Like, it's not even out yet, you know? And he's, he's jamming. He's getting a little one-two, a little side-by-side, a little shoulder shrug, you know? Do you know who Kenny Lattimore is? Because... I'm looking at him right now. I have no clue. I do not. Uh, the only Lattimore I know of is the guy who was recently in the news in the NFL who's got like three charges of assault. Or I think it's, excuse me, Morty. Morty. Actually, uh, m- murder. Marshawn so, Lattimore? No, Cody. Oh. The receiver. Yeah, dude. It's, oh God, we're going to get a little sidetracked. Baker, uh, Quentin Dunbar. We got all Ed Oliver. All these type of guys. Young guys, In the too. NFL. Young it's guys. like, I guess just quarantine's hitting different for them. They feel some need to commit a crime, even oh, though they have this, millions of dollars. This but hey, that's one, okay. That's okay. You're right, but I just want to say this was the one after the poker game, Cody Lattimore, where something ensued after. Where yeah, and apparently his attorney came out and said, do not judge my client. This man has had some serious shit. Pretty, pretty much, I'll give you the fucking French version of it. This man has had some serious fucking shit that's happened to him, and... Once you actually hear the details of this story, you're going to realize, wow, it, it's not as bad as it looks. So uh, anytime you hear that, you're like, holy fuck, I need to know what actually happened. To be a fly on the wall in that situation, I'd pay 10 bucks to do it. He's screwed. Maybe 20. These, these guys need to get their shit together. They're fucking young athletes, could be young stars, and they're just blowing it, to say the least. Let's get our shit together. Back to the last dance. Kenny that's Lattimore. What, that's what the people want. I think I think Twitter's having a field day. I think it's great. There's been a ton of takes on it. I like I it. I still need to look him up. I need to I need to see this man's Just face. Put the yeah, put the face to name. I oh wow. Not what you expected or? No. What's like his uh gosh, Kenny Lattimore confirms what Michael Jordan He's was. He's kinda rocking the Nate the, the Nate hair hairstyle. I mean, hey, good for him. For you, love will find a way. Never too busy. He was probably he was probably big back then. All right. Maybe our parents have listened to him, but it's safe to say we haven't. A little K-Lat. That sounds hot. K-Lat. I like that. And by hot, I mean like 
dope, cool, you know? Hip? Not Yeah, hip. That sounds hip. There you you should have used hot, but... That was my thing. Who the fuck is that? It was when I heard it. I was hoping maybe he'd be jamming out to somebody that we knew back then. Whatever. Good for you, Mike. I'd like to picture he was listening to some other better song. He, he says how he, you know, was playing the piano in his hotel room and fucking smoking a cigar, a couple beers. And this is like before practice. At the end of the episode, he's playing the piano again. And at first I thought Mike actually could play. But in reality, he's just fucking jamming out on that He's just thing. a little half ass Yeah, yeah exactly. He, he's a couple beers in thinking he sounds beautiful. And it's just, it's not the case. Yeah, the cigar too, of course. You can't forget that. It took it took a full ten episodes to get his kids in the in the docu series. That was surprising to me. You know, he, he, you'd think they would have made an earlier appearance, but hey, that just goes to show it's it's about basketball when it came to that man. Not but, about not about not about that off the court shit. That's fair. That's fair. Just I don't know. That, but he still loves his family. Family man. Family yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Took me a little by surprise. You know, what we could talk about how Jazz won Game One, Bulls tied up. Game three, they blow them the fuck out. The final score was 96 to 54. Like, that is embarrassing. And I think it was that's the lowest score of just a game since, like, you know, decades before. And not even a playoff game, just a game. They scored 54 points. That is not okay. Yeah, you, I, I mean, that's bad. You're averaging like what? 54 and a half nowadays is almost low. Some might say it's like, geez, you, you, you can't be doing that. You're averaging under 14 a game. In, or in, a quarter, I mean, excuse me. And that was an ugly game, but they turned it around, though. They did. But let's, let's talk about Dennis the Menace, because this man is just fucking electric, to say the least. He truly can do whatever Rodzilla. the fuck he Rodzilla. wants. Rodzilla, you address Rodzilla. him by his correct wrestling name, if we're going to go into this topic. I apologize. The man, the myth, the legend, Rodzilla. Are you a big Hulk Hogan fan? I mean, who is it? He's the people's pe- person. The like, people's person. Yeah. Come on, I don't. I'm, I honestly never really watched wrestling like that a lot when I was younger. Damn, you missed out on a lot then. And maybe one day we'll have a nostalgic moment moment where we invoke upon that and maybe dabble your, your feet into the wrestling game. But hey, I'll show you real wrestling someday. Get my toes wet. And what we'll do is we'll we'll sit down and watch a little Hulk Hogan because man, that he was electric. And so, do you think Dennis was in the clear to do what he did? I think Dennis went there, had a bender, maybe just a little, and uh, yeah, had some fun with Hulk. Because obviously Hulk was on PEDs when it came to his performances. Hulk was, And that's what wrestling is. It's a performance. Hulk was blitzed. Yeah. He and that's why you loved him. gone. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. He's still living, live, well. Good for him, man. Bro, when they show uh, the... But for the fact that Dennis Rodman skips a practice to do wrestling, that is... Doesn't surprise me. And Phil Jackson just takes it like a champ, you know. Just kind of just gives gives old MJ shoulder shrug, like, "Hey, what am I gonna do?" Well, think about how at this point it, in Mike's Rodzilla. career, at this point, Mike Mike's not gonna fucking, you know, he's gonna give him a hard time, call him Rodzilla, you know, throw some jabs here and there, but he's not gonna, you know, they're not gonna go to the media and say, you know, Dennis this is super disappointing, blah blah blah. They don't give a fuck about that. They go on and they end up winning the next game, but it's just. There's no athlete ever in sports that after winning a final series, any championship game, to just leave your team like that thinking it's okay going out on your terms. Like, it's ridiculous. And that's what makes Dennis Rodman, Dennis Rodman Rodzilla. Fucking the head of a, He's just a menace. The head of Bulls PR had to sneak Dennis out of there. Honestly, one of the, one of the best clips of the whole series. And they got like 300 media out there. If you guys watched and... 
Rodman is basically just booking it, and you see him either get into a truck, hop in the bus, and they're just gone. Avoid all the media. Shout out to Tim Smithberg because he was freaking out. You could see a small, small little guy, and he's like, you know, we got to get him out of here. Avoid all these people. Do you think we can do it? And then Dennis is just like, sayonara, deuces. Yeah, I'm out. It looked like MJ trying to go catch a tea time <laughs> because that man was on a mission. And good for him because Hulk Hogan, man. It's like, you know, you want to go see the brother. Come on. He goes, he goes, this is a good thing to skip practice for. Yeah, 100%. A little afternoon with Hulk. <laughs> it's talk ridiculous. Of, talk about a playoff or a finals bender. Bro, I just, I Carmen kinda, Electra and Hulk Hogan. God bless that man. I almost it's like the American dream. <laughs> that sounds that sounds like a good night to you. It sounds like a blast. I want to kind of get into just like, you know, we obviously we we know that they win. They know we know they win the series. The, I actually didn't know prior to watching the docu series. Shut up. You know that. <laughs> we also didn't know that the Kobe Bryant Lakers beat Reggie Miller's Pacers. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never said that on, on the cast. So Fucking game. You know, they go back to Chicago. Those tees you. got me slipping, all right? They, we won't edit it out. Fine, since you just had to drop that line right there. Really make me look like a piece of shit. Because if, if we edit out the first one, now we got to edit out that. And you're mainly the editing guy now that Nate's gone. So you're going to make me feel like a real piece of shit. So, yeah, guess what? Got caught slipping that they beat the Pacers. Totally fucking forgot. Um, as a Russell Lakers Jimmy's fan, as people, a Lakers Russell fan, oh, no, these Jimmys are wrestled as a Lakers fan. I let I let other Lakers fans down. I'm sorry. It was just a drunk moment. Other than that, I I feel like I haven't sounded drunk, but I Morning. am. So let, keep going though, Nicky. Keep going. So let's. They go back to Chicago. Hey, keep going, man. No, I'm not gonna say it again. The awkward silence because you just can't talk. They go back to Chicago. They go back to Chicago. The Jazz win. Utah wins. They're back in Utah. Game six. Back in Warrenville. <laughs> Can we say that? I mean, yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of Mormons. Fuck it. 41 seconds left. Let's just, let's just dive into it. The Scottie Pippen, game six. Back spasms. He's, he's barely fucking moving out there. He makes a couple big shots in the end. They bring him in the second half, and he's a decoy, total decoy, and he admits it. And they kind of just use him as his point forward to kind of facilitate a little bit. Mike's fucking exhausted. Last minute of the game, and it's Bob Costas who says, this is like one of the greatest moments in sports history, and you just absolutely love it. MJ layup, MJ steal, and then the game winner on your boy. Which I don't think is as much of a push-off as we originally thought. Uh, after getting a couple good, very, very good angles in that documentary, docu-series, god damn, I'm so fucking ready for this thing to be over so I can stop fucking that up. But I, I, I think it was clean. That, that shot is just, he's had, obviously had iconic shots, and that just sits up there at the top of him because... Just so pretty. It, it's just so pretty. It really is. And like he said, he had been leaving it short the couple shots before that. So he really gave it that flick of the wrist, almost what every kid imitates growing up, just putting that ball up, letting it fly, leaving that thing hanging. And you just know you might even do it in beer pong. You might do it in beer die with the upwards hand. Mm. You just know that when you leave that thing up in the air... There's no way the ball, the die, it's not going in. And it, it, it will go in, for sure. <laughs> you want to repeat that real quick? I mean, I kind of messed up because I just went on such a fucking spool. 
But uh, the the, the listeners will know what I was meaning by that. Just cash money. It's going to go in when you have that flick of that wrist. Cash fucking money. And then boom, just like that. You still got to play defense, though. I'm sorry. You still do. 5-7. You got to play defense. That was an emotional moment for him on the sideline. He kind of sucked everything in. Like, he knew this was it. He did. You could kind of tell. And they go on. Carl Malone screen. John Stockton. John has the shot. You said Dennis was late. I agree. He had a good look. Just couldn't do it. Yeah, no, he he had the hand like in his face a little late, but it was it was there. And and you had mentioned maybe passing it off, or you were surprised they didn't give it to Malone there. And I think what they had planned, and I told you this off air, was I'm gonna come out of the screen if I feel like I have the shot. I'm pulling. If I don't, I'll let it pop right back to you. And he had the shot, right? And he just it it almost went in. Just a, I think one. Two more inches, and that ball's in. I just think maybe a Carmelone fadeaway, even with a double team, could have been better than a somewhat you, open. You just know John though, Stockton too. Shot. I mean, I, I say this as if Rodman wasn't the guy guarding Stockton on that shot, but with the one-on-one, I feel like Rodman, you're not going to be able to get a clean enough fadeaway on a guy like Rodman, where they won't call a they won't call a foul in that moment either. Back then in those days, so no he's going to be able to give you like a solid bump, like some good contact. So I just I feel the the screen was the best chance, nice pick and roll, but ended up not going in. And at that point, you just see all the exhaustion, all the happiness, just pour out of Michael Jordan's body. Yeah, and, and you love it. And they're kind of sitting there in the locker room smoking their cigars, and they're like, can you believe it? Like, six rings. It's fucking – it's insane. Six in a row. People are starting to chirp. What are they saying? Seven. 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 Seven is heaven. Yeah, seven is heaven. They're starting to chirp, you know? Seven. Jerry Krause. It all it all just comes back to him. And honestly, we've been pretty, we've been pretty good about Jerry. We've talked shit about him, but now it's all back to him. And you just think that – if Jerry just gave them the nod, they could have easily run it back one more year and at least made a run. We're not even saying that's a guaranteed they they go on a four-peat. But you know they're in the Eastern Conference Finals for sure, battling maybe the Pacers again. Who knows? But it's just like that's where Jordan is so in awe that he never even had that chance to run it back. No, it's still disbelief to him that he never did. And the funny thing is... I think he deep down inside believes if they did run it back, they would have won. And it's hard to say that they wouldn't. No, it it is. If they had got everyone to sign the one-year contract like he mentioned, he had also mentioned that he was signing those same one-years. If Jerry, both Jerry's, got everyone to sit down, the only one who would have took some real convincing, it sounded like, was Scotty. And Jordan still was convinced himself that – he could have got Scotty to, to re-sign. If Phil's coming back, if Jordan's coming back, if Rodman's staying, they know they would have got the rest of the cast. Pippen, there's no way he says no to that. You and, know? and talk about a humble move from Phil saying he didn't really want Jerry or he didn't want to come back because he felt it would have made Krause look bad. And that's, that is that's a very classy move from a guy like Phil Jackson. It's Obviously true. a classy guy who later unretires to coach the Lakers and just be a legend with them. Anyways, a very classy move from the guy. And I, I respect the hell out of Phil for that. Yeah, no, I agree. Even though I agree. we've said Jerry's a piece of shit, but he was a great GM. And I think Phil knew also it was his time. You make those comments at the beginning of the 98 season and you say all that stuff, 82-0, and 0, I'm not going to rehire him. It, 
you don't want to work in a relationship that that's sour. Right. No, I'm or that is that sour. Hats me. off. Hats off to Phil. Pippen kind of gives a compliment saying, you know, I played with the best coach, the best player, and the best general manager. Probably the only compliment Pip really gave to to Kraus the whole fucking docuseries. Jordan doesn't really give Kraus a compliment like that. But you're right. At the end of the day, Kraus made the moves to build that team. And, you know, he obviously didn't draft Michael, but they still picked up the key pieces they needed to throughout the years. Those role players, I mean, the John Paxons, the Steve Kerrs, like that, that, shit, that shit's a lot. And so, you know, hats off to him there. It's just like that's that's how it is. At the end of the day, this series made made. At the fucking, end of the day, fuck, I know. Gosh, I said it now twice. Twice. Keep going. Jerry's the bad guy. Jerry. He Jerry's is the, the bad, bad guy. guy, but I do believe that he had. I don't want to say a big role, but anytime the moves that he made, when you break it down, they really were very good moves. Drafting yeah. Kukoc, drafting Pippen, drafting. Uh, Rod or no, it's not. Excuse me, not Rodman. Trading uh, for Rodman. Trading though. for Rodman. Just all, all the moves that he made were set up to make sure that franchise kept going. And I don't think, I think he was a worse guy than he was uh, as a GM wow. because he was actually a good GM, but I think he was just a bad guy. And, yeah. the, and the, it, this docu series really showed that. I think I think you couldn't have put it a better way. I'm kind of surprised you you just hit that you hit that uh, the nail right on the head. Thank you, bud. I'm I don't really get that from you often, even though I know like mentally you're communicating it to me. But to hear it verbally, it just really puts a little chicken skin on me. Chicken skin, chicken shit, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Happy for you there, buddy. Goosebumps, goosebumps. That was the last dance. Well, we had Nate here for most of it. And we got to finish it, me and you. Again, this is our last time recording in Chico. Um, MJ, I do want to break down a little bit. I'm sorry. MJ was a little upset that they, at you know, I'm, I'm just going to say, I, I think he was upset. <laughs> I think that he was upset. Get it out, bud. Are you talking Horace Grant <laughs> now? Or? Honestly, I had a point and I totally fucking blew it. You're so. good. You had the, the the closing going, but I also did want to talk a little bit about the Horace thing. Let's do it. Yeah, because, God, that was horrible, but I did laugh, and I got a good chuckle out of it, so fuck me. Horace Grant comes out today and says, he's really not about MJ. He's upset. In, in elaborate, Nikki. He, he had his Jimmy's wrestled. Big time. To say the Let's least. Let's get into a little Russell the Jimmy uh, segment. Talk about whose Jimmy's were wrestled today, Nikki. Boom. I, I Horace think, Grant. I think I said to say the least again. I wonder how many times. The, the, the fucking word count on that is probably... The, the over-under, I'd say, is like four. I think you, if you take the over, you're, you're winning that bet. But... Well, if you want, <laughs> we can edit it out. Horace, but I don't think we need to. Let's Horace, just get into Horace Grant, Jimothy's Hor- wrestled segment. Whoa, Who had like their Jimmy's wrestle today? Horace I've Grant. already said this segment, but I just wanted to put it out there again. We love a good old Jimmy wrestling on this podcast. So, Nikki, tell us about Horace Grant. He, he comes out to say that he thinks Jordan is a snitch for the, the cocaine Chicago traveling circus. He said he's basically a snitch, which in my mind is basically Jordan saying that he told the truth. And Horace is just upset that now it's out there on the table like that. He also is upset because, wow. Shout out to Tease. Why also is he upset though? (laughs) He's mad because of how the Jordan Rules book that was published by Sam Smith 
Mike in the early episode says that Horace was the one that, you know, was the main source telling information about the team, about Mike and whatnot. BJ Armstrong backed up Horace saying it wasn't him. But Mike Mike basically said in the docuseries it was. He was convinced it was him. And Horace, Horace was pretty upset about that. And Horace also didn't appreciate, like, the view of Scottie Pippen and the other role players and saying that, like, Jordan, Jordan got talked back to. Horace specifically names a time when they're on a plane and – Mike tells the 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 waitress or the the flight attendant saying don't give him any food he didn't play good and Horace straight up said like I I stood up and said some shit to Mike and Mike you know kept barking but he was no bite you know Horace said that he wasn't afraid to talk back to him and he's upset that the other role players after Horace's time in Chicago didn't really they weren't Get able to their do that credit on the video too he had mentioned how it was annoying how guys like Scott Burrell Steve Kerr. And, and those guys were portrayed in the sense that they didn't really get any of their jabs back at MJ in the docuseries. It was mainly just Michael calling them a hoe, calling them a bitch. Right. And that, that probably will wrestle your jimmies. I mean, you'd think it wrestled Scott's or Steve's, not really Horace Grant's. But, hey, we all get our jimmies wrestled in a different way. Horace also says in the same uh, interview how he thought – it was a so-called documentary. He was even willing to say that he, he thought a lot of this was bullshit. Yeah, he said MJ was a liar, basically. Yeah, he called him a snitch. Uh, said, we can settle it like men, or we can settle it in another way. That was the quote I was just looking for 10 seconds ago. I kind of fumbled it, but that, good. That, that's what it was. And wow, that, that just goes to show that on that plane shit, it's like, bro, it, it, it sounds like Horace really wanted the smoke when it came to the fists because yeah. yeah, you can punch Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr, Michael, but talk to a six foot nine, six foot 10 Horace Grant. And then let's see what's, what's really going down. If he connects on you, Michael, you're not happy. Yeah. about that. Horace was a, a, a big athletic guy. I just scary sight. I, I think Those goggles um, too. I think they oh. definitely, I mean, I'm not saying what Horace said is wrong, but I definitely think that, you know, they didn't really get to show Pippen in the best of light in the series. I definitely think it is. I mean, you like MJ as a competitor, and we've talked about it. That's who he was. Like, he was a, a, a quote-unquote bad teammate sometimes, but that made him a good teammate. Like, him challenging everybody and taking those jabs. Some of them a little over, maybe a little over the top, you could say. But, I mean— And that's what made the you laugh, too, during the documentary. Right. No, th- those, those are the good moments. And so, I mean— Horace and Horace brings up the whole Charles Barkley thing, and we've talked about that too. Where you know Charles and MJ were such great friends. Barkley makes one comment on how Jordan handles the Hornets, and now they don't talk anymore. They haven't talked since. So Horace saying he's not going to lose sleep over this, you know. Yeah. If Mike but wants he is going to talk, lose a relationship, most likely. Yeah. His days as being Michael's friend, which we might not know. Subliminally, there could have been something going on behind the scenes, and they could have had their friendship gone years ago. But this today solidified the fact that that friendship, it's over. The bridges are burned. I think um, – And I the think Jimmys were wrestled. Were wrestled. I think Jordan won't lose sleep over it. I think Grant won't lose sleep over it. Honestly, Jordan, in the next 24 hours or 48 hours at least, you know Jordan's going to come back and say something. There's no way he's going to be quiet about this. This is probably the first neg- – the real negative comment you've seen shined on on The Last Dance. And on know, MJ in at least particular. On, yeah. At least on MJ. I know LeBron has said some things, but we, I don't even want to get into that. Like, yeah. it's been all positive. But they people have said, like, you know, LeBron looks a little outlandish for saying some of the things he does. It's only going to hurt him. It's only going to put MJ's stock up higher. 
LeBron's down lower. I'm a fan of that. I know, I know you might not like that. <coughs> Bless you. But um, Horace Grant. It was a cough. Jimmy's wrestled. And hopefully we'll get a nice response out of Mike in the next couple of days because he's going to be fucking barking back right at him. I hope so. And, and when we do, we're going to hopefully break that down to the uh, listeners. Yes, Once sir. again, listeners, please just give us a fucking review. Write us one. Give us a rating. Give us a subscribe, a follow, whatever you want to call it, anything. Just the whole nine yards. We would sure appreciate it. Nikki, once again, I started with it. I'll finish with it. Looking into the, the bungalow blue eyes of a college mm. graduate, you could sort of say the same. Yeah, fist bump. There it is. Once again, no tucks given. Episode 11. This is Tuck Money. Nikki, mom, and dad, sign us off, baby. Much love, guys. We hope you guys continue to listen once we leave Chico. We're going to do our best to provide content for you all summer. And let's get ready for some hope. Hopefully some basketball coming very soon. This is Nikki, Mom, and Dad. Sports, 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 basketball, baseball, soccer's already coming back. We're coming, baby. We're coming. Let's go. 2020. Let's go, Nikki. Yeah, me and you. Me and you. No tucks given.